Hello and welcome to Saladcast. Myself, Ollie and Glyn. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, Ollie. How are you, mate? I'm good. Um, obviously, doing the agenda for the pod earlier on today did kind of, yeah, made me feel a little bit sad. But, um, but yeah, we've got two games to cover this week. So we've got um, the Blackpool game and the Checker Trade. Um, and then, obviously, um, the game yesterday um, where we got where we were defeated by Blackburn Rovers mm-hmm. um, at Ewood Park. Um, so we'll go through both of those games. Um, we'll also talk a little bit about um, transfers, in and out, and obviously the West Ham game, and also we've had quite a few questions, but a lot to discuss around the Blackburn game, so that'll be the, our focus. Yeah, I think the Blackburn game really flagged up a few things, didn't it, in terms of you know where we're going for the rest of the season now, and, and not all negative, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not taking yeah. all the negatives from it, but um, yeah, I think Paul Hurst's obviously going to be thinking similar things, and um, yeah, it's been an interesting week, because obviously the, the Blackpool game was a tenth you know, game unbeaten, wasn't it, so we yeah. can't really look at it too too negatively but um, no. yeah it be interesting to get into it and, and, and hear what you've got to think about it and, and what questions we've had this week so um, yeah without further ado let's crack on Ollie Despite Holt's girl it's been Shrewsbury who've had the better of this first period and there's an opportunity that's headed in by Gavin Coward they're back in front so, Checker Trade on um, Tuesday, um, which was um, on iFollow, for those who have iFollow, um, I didn't um, get to see the first half, um, which is disappointing because I think that's everything happened in the first half. <laughs> um, I was out for a meal with my guys from work and I missed it, but I did listen to the last 15 minutes or so um, on iFollow and then watch the second half. So, um, in full time, it was nil-nil. Um, Salak won 4-2 on penalties very good penalties from town so that was good Um, team selection was Henderson in goal so that was interesting Um, he'd started but Mm. I believe that was because that by Henderson starting rather than McGillivray meant that we kind of abided by the rules of um, regular first teamers so that was that so it was Joe Riley at right back Max Lode coming from Derby at left back then we had um, Bolton and um, Nasala as a cent- new central central partnering. Mm. Um, and then we played a really weird kind of formation, which um, watching on iFollow um, was hard to kind of gauge because obviously you can't see the full pitch all the time. But basically we had a go-go, Dodds, Ganua, um, and, um, and Bryn Morris in midfield. And then we had um, the shop. The shop and pain up front, yeah. Yeah, and it didn't sound very good from, from no. what I read online. <laughs> but, but, you know. Yeah, so we had quite a few chances in the first half. There was a goal that should should not have been disallowed um, yeah. from pain. And, and all the chances were in the first half. The second half was pretty poor. We dominated pretty much. Um, and then it went to pens, um, mm. which were quite entertaining, actually. So the goalkeeper um, for Blackpool, I can't remember his name, but he's on loan from somewhere. Um, and he was giving it all the big uns and mouthing off. And <laughs> so that's why you saw, um, you know, the shop doing his fingers to his mouth when he, when he scored, scored the yeah. final pen. Interestingly, obviously, as you know, the pens um, go in that weird cycle, don't they? Yep. Um, A-A-B-B. So, yeah, so we take one, they took two, we took one. Then I think we took, I think, yeah, I can't remember what the order was after that. But um, yeah, so Payne rifled it in and basically just skimmed the top um, of the crossbar, um, sorry, the bottom of the crossbar into the back <laughs> of the net. Um, Mark, Bim Morris didn't do a great penalty and then Riley took a real corker and then yeah. John Lewis took a really good penalty as well um, they missed their first and third pen um, which meant that we won 4-2 um, yeah. on pen so that was good didn't need all of them and Happy yeah days. nice to see uh, interesting I thought at the time and I actually tweeted good to see Town you know covered all the bases and practicing penalties and her said they didn't practice penalties before the game but I imagine during the course of the season they have yeah because at some point didn't, didn't Henderson save one and one guy at the bar didn't he uh, yeah, so, yeah I can't remember what, what I think that's what happened but I, I I read that Henderson actually disappeared off down the tunnel just before the penalties and the suspicion was that they were look, quickly looking back over sort of the penalty research they'd done about Blackpool so you like to think that you know we're taking it professionally and maybe that's the, that's that little 1% extra effort that our football club's putting in at the moment that's seen them over the line in a, in a tight game in a, in a cup game where penalties were required and um, yeah, yeah and, and, and you know I'm, I'm you know we all, we've been over this a million times I don't agree with this competition but I do see the merit and I, I completely see how progressing in this competition and potentially getting to Wembley and the money that's starting to be built up by going through all these rounds and winning all these games I, I do see the benefit of the football club and I completely understand why fans go and I think if we got to Wembley we'd take 20,000 and I, so I think that we do need to reflect that and we need to you know have a look at these results and just say look we're progressing in it but yeah you know the attendance was still the lowest we've had since they changed the um, the format around it was 1,362 so you know even though we're getting to quite a later round it's still not being hugely attended is it? Yeah, no, no, um, I, I agree with that. It's I, I went to the commentary game, as you know, and I followed most yep. of them, and I follow. And yeah, so we progress, and we've got either Oldham or Leicester, who have been kind of bringing the competition to a bit of kind of scrutiny with their yep. choice of 
selection. Let's, let's leave it at that. Mm. So, yeah, so that was Tuesday night. One game, a couple of changes. Um, Rodman came off the bench. So, yeah, there was quite a few players obviously paid. And then we went into the big game on Saturday. Uh, we did. So did you travel on your own or your kids or your parents, parents and brother? I actually managed to dump the kids this weekend. <laughs> uh, no, because I think it's um, yeah, it's quite an atmosphere at Blackburn in some respects, isn't it? And, and I've been taking them to a lot of games recently and I think that um, yeah, mum wanted to spend a bit of time with the children. So I think that's fair enough, to be fair. Um, so I went out with a friend of mine, John Molyneux. So he uh, actually drove up and, and went out with a couple of his friends. So thank you to the lift, to uh, John. And had a good drive up, good listen. And, and I don't know where you ended up pre-match, Ollie, but we went to the Blackburn um, fan zone. Um, which is which is a similar setup to ours, you know. They've got sort of a, a covered area where they've got a bar. Um, they were serving pints in two pint jugs, Ollie, which is <laughs> quite quite unbelievable to see. I didn't de- didn't dare to have one of those. I don't think I'd have remembered anything from the match. I had, well, I had they were serving pint. two pinters. Yeah, two pint cups of. of you see, you could have got two pints of beer. Yeah, in one big big mug, basically. Saves so, you up again, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's what it is when they when it gets busy. But considering it was like two degrees and <laughs> it wasn't very busy, so you could easily go back and forth to the bar. But um, yeah, and they had a big sort of um, digital screen on the side of the stadium by the fan zone so we watched I think it was Carlisle versus Sunderland on the screen so yeah it was good and the Blackburn fans were quite welcoming him then don't know. probably have a bit to say about Blackburn fans after the match but yeah it was quite a good banter and everyone was getting on they announced the teams at like a little live music thing there was live music so yeah the day started quite well actually the fan zone was a good laugh okay we went to um, a pub that was on the, the Fenhurst or Fernhurst or something it was called on the way yes. um, from Jack Walker Way so we went there and had a pint and um, actually um, I joined um, at the game by a, a, a kind of a guy I kind of met randomly through the hotel in London um, but he's a from much Wenlock a massive Liverpool fan but has a big soft of Shrewsbury and he came along with us as well so <laughs> at the moment I'm bringing and dragging people to Shrewsbury games um, so it's quite good him being there he's a big football fan as well so it's obviously quite interesting for him to see some of our players and yeah I've got a couple of comments from him actually which I'll share later on, which is interesting. Well, I would share some of the comments from the people I travelled with, but um, the, the guy that drove, drove me up actually records the games for Shrewsbury Town, so some of the stuff he was telling me is probably not broadcastable, like things, <laughs> things some of the players have jokingly said, so we'll probably leave it at that. You know, No no bad stuff, all funny stuff, but yeah, yeah you, you can't really portray the, someone's trust. So no. yeah, there we go. So uh, yeah, whilst we were standing in the fan zone, they read out the Blackburn team to a big applause, and then um, yeah, they read out the Shrewsbury Town team, and uh, it was strong, wasn't it, to be fair? I think the one thing that we talked about last week, didn't we, Ollie? Um, and there was a lot of ongoing chat online about it this week was really the only thing we were thinking about was Beckles or Lowe wasn't it starting yeah. left back so I'll just run through the rest of the team Henderson obviously started in goal Bolton kept his right back place um, Toto and Sadler played centre back and then Godfrey Nolan Agogo centre mids the two usual wingers of Wally and Rodman and uh, Cotton Morris kept his place up front really that was the only other thing whether Morris or yeah. Payne played but um, Morris is playing well at the moment so yeah Beckles started now I've been very very quite I've been saying all week I thought that Beckles should start I thought that you know when the record our defence had had over the last few weeks I just I understand that he's more of a natural left back low, but you know, don't change a winning team and don't change a defence that's so tight. You had a different view, didn't you, Ollie? Yeah, I just felt um he's um bit of a starlet. Um he's a natural full back um, being a being one of one of being a full back in my Sunday league and kinda of university days. Um <laughs> I I don't like people and managers putting centre halves in fullback position because I think it is yeah. a unique position with un- and you need unique skills um, and kind of Beckles kind of showed that this week. Now in his defence, he has been fantastic and it would have been harsh, but yep. I don't really care about his feelings in that sense. Mm. <laughs> That's, I would have played low um, and Blackburn did. Um, while we're talking about the team selection, Blackburn did target um, Beckles, didn't they, with the diagonal balls? They did, they did. I mean, we, you know, we can talk about the rest of the game in a minute. And I think the, the first question I've got for you is, do you think that if Lowe had played, we'd have fared better? Yes. You do? Because, yeah. uh, you know, obviously we'll, we'll come to the actual points of what, what went wrong for some of the goals and the mistakes that were made. But Beckles obviously had a bit of a torrid time, um, particularly in the first half. Both didn't full did, to be fair. Yeah, they, they both struggled. And, and that's understandable with the sort of quality of players they're up against. But, you know, and, and Lowe might well have done better. But, you know, t- to me, when you look back at it in retrospect now, I think that, I probably fall on your side of the camp now. Having seen Beckles up against the very best in our league, I, I don't think he's he deserves to have a crack next week. I think now no. you do introduce the next left back. So he's kind of yeah, as, as the kind of the, as um, kind of the justification he's kind of created that for Hurst now, hasn't he? No. Yeah, yeah. So I think like, the one thing that obviously we haven't got to worry about, um, you know, we're almost like the, the football manager version of there's no emotions here. Yeah, yes, you know, exactly. obviously he's got to take into account the, the happiness of the camp and also you know justifying the decisions. And yeah, maybe what well, I've gone down a bit sour, but yeah, in retrospect, um, yeah, I was right. Mm. We should have started. But <laughs> you were right. Yeah, and and if Beckles does go out the team now for a bit of a time and maybe comes in for well, does he? 
do, does he not take one of someone else's position? Well, potentially, I don't know. I think Toto and Sadler are playing too well for him to play centre-back. Yeah. So for the moment, I think he's going to have to make do with the bench. But I think if, if it turned out that he didn't force his way back in the team, he's had a good season. That little, yeah. This little run he's had now has been good and he can he can take a lot of credit from that. So, yeah, But definitely. we're not managers. Who, who knows? It did look at certain points like Sadler and, and, and Toto have obviously got head injuries that we'll come to talk about in a second. But yeah, who knows who's fit for next week? So yeah. we've got two games in a week again, haven't we? So it's going to be very interesting. But yeah, so there we go. So it was cr- cracking noise wasn't it from the off really when, when we got yeah, in there yeah good town fans so in terms of attendance um, 13,000 from Blackburn um, which just kind of says a lot about their, their fans really in terms of the size of their club if they yeah. can only get 13,000 um, for the their biggest game of the, the season and that's not no disrespect to you know not saying no disrespect to Blackburn nothing that's a fair comment you know they had they did videos with Dak and all these kind of things to try and get the fans at the game and noisy um, so they clearly saw it as an important game and yeah they mm. only and for and in, and then again for Shrewsbury taking 1,300 to an away game I mean it's a good turnout for us so that was good yes, biggest biggest so far this season isn't it it yeah. sort of outdid the Wigan attendance as well didn't yeah. it and um, yeah obviously not quite as positive a result but I thought town fans were, were cracking all, all the way through yeah, again and good highly voice. Highly appreciated by the players at the end. So, um, but yeah, it was. It's funny the Blackburn thing, isn't it? I wonder what you know. Is it that they've still got thousands and thousands of fans that can't get their head around the fact they're playing at this level, you know, and that they've seen the good times and they've even seen upper championship? And it's you know, would would Sunderland be getting thirteen thousand if they played down at this level? I think they did. Did they come down this far? I don't know. I can't remember. No, but they didn't. No. No. So, it, but, but you know, Sheffield that, United, that's my question. Would, we're getting twenty thousand. Exactly. So well, Bradford uh, get more, don't they? Let's let's talk about Blackburn. Um, yeah, when we get to maybe the summary the game but worth was noted Henderson save from Dak what a Oof, reflex man. save that was yes it was unbelievable wasn't it? it was cl- sort of classic um, classic Henderson. Henderson this season yeah classic Henderson we're starting to be able to say that and just before that save as well he did a save and did that kind of like half volley skimmed ball that curved out to the wing mm. um, which just yeah kind of oh, yeah. raised an eyebrow from my, my mate Ollie who was next to me he was kind of he was impressed with that distribution and obviously yeah the first 10 minutes kind of just proved why you know I've been raving about Henderson to him and yeah what a good player he is yeah he, he was the positive wasn't he in that first 30 minutes other than yeah. some of the more sort of stringent defending because you know just to give a more of an overview of the game it was it was a struggle from the off really wasn't it yeah town didn't start very well yeah and they they, they really pushed us back and we, we could couldn't get out at all for, for big no. sections, and, and we had... couldn't pass the ball either, could we? No. So we were being our own worst enemy, just as well that they were playing well, and Dak was kind of running the show. And yeah, I didn't. He looked. I don't know whether it's just the hair makes him look like slower, and he's quite stocky, <laughs> um, but he's quite fast, isn't he, Dak? And he's good at running with the ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I was quite, you know, I was quite impressed with Blackburn. I, I wasn't quite as impressed with them as I was with Wigan. Come, come the summary at the end of the game, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think. Yeah. I don't know. There's something. I think. I think Blackburn feel more dominant than me in a sense. I don't know what it is. It's mm. just something for me. Just feels like they've got a few players that are just kind of much better. Like that Mulgrew um, and Graham and Dak. For me, are would walk into Wigan's side. Um, yeah, they're a bit like Liverpool to me. In, in no, they're not like Liverpool as in that they're that good. But they're a bit like yeah, they might be good going forward. And Dak and and you know they just signed Adam Armstrong and they've obviously got Danny Graham up front and the wingers are good players and they they're going to score a lot of goals and they're and they're going to put a few teams to the sword. But you know, and Charlie Mulgrew is a fantastic defender. He's really really good player and obviously scores a lot of goals as well. But considering that they do cough up a lot of chances and we'll, you know as we go through the game yeah. I feel like we actually created quite a lot of chances certainly way more than we created against Wigan and and in another random kind of circumstance in that game had they not you know got their second and, and bits and pieces you know there's, there's an argument to say that that game could have somehow gone our way even though we only maybe had a half an hour period where we were at our best we definitely created a lot of chances across the game more than we have been in recent games I think yeah no definitely so it's a shame it just took us to um, yeah to go behind for us to start playing playing better true, true. Um, which um, was yeah, Beckles um, was caught again by Samuel. The over the kind of yeah, the, he was running at Beckles. Did you yep. think it was a free kick at the time? I, I looked it back on the highlights today, and, and of all the decisions in this first half, I think that one was probably the least harsh. I, I think I, I can understand why the referee gave it. To be honest with you, I mean, yeah, he pulled him yeah. back. He was very soft. Yes, um, but he did pull him. He did his arc. Yeah. How much he pulled him, I don't know. But it's clear that he touched him, and he um, see why the referee gave it. Yeah, it, it bring, brings me to a point I had for you, Ollie. That you know, having watched that game yesterday, we we were sort of portrayed by Blackburn's fans as a quite uber-aggressive team. And I think that's fair enough. I think we played a very aggressive game yesterday and, and really tried it's to not, oppose... But, but it was, there, was no, there were no two-footed challenges or anything like no, that, was no, it? No, no, no. But strong, physical, and, and not afraid to shirk out of a challenge. Whereas 
Blackburn weren't like that. They, you know, there was a point in the game where I thought if Blackburn don't show some balls, they could easily lose this game. However, they had the opposite side of it. If you touch them, they went down really easily. And if you, you know, if you happen to go into a challenge with them, they were sort of down or you know up to the referee, right? And that's fine. So, and and someone was trying to say, well, Shrewsbury were cheats. They're really aggressive. They were cheats. But what's more of a cheat to you, diving and and going down really easily, even though you might have been touched, or our approach to the game. To me, they're both reasonably equal, to be honest with you. So I, I can't I can't have any Blackburns fans saying we were cheating yesterday. I thought that was outrageous. No, I did, were they? Well, I, some I, were. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I never saw that. But, you know, we, we, we are, uh, you know, we're certainly not, we're not getting a lot of yellow cards. We're very high in no. the fair play league. So I think we're just quite combative, aren't we? And maybe their soft side, Blackburn's soft side, is kind of one of the reasons why they got relegated. Yeah. And, to yeah. Leave one. So, um, and why yeah. they're still below us. Yep, definitely. Um, and then also, there was, did you get a little bit nervous when Beckles did a second foul on Samuel? Yeah, I thought he was going off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, head in my hands. It looked, for all the world, like the, the crowd had got he loud enough have got him off, couldn't he? he sway the referee. Yeah, I don't think I could have. I couldn't sit here now and criticise um, the referee if he'd sent off um, Omar Beckles at that point. Yeah, no, he gave him a second chance, didn't he? And uh, yeah, from then on, he was treading such a thin line, wasn't he? Beckles the whole game, and, and obviously got subbed off later on for yeah. for low. But during that period where sort of you know the first thirty minutes, particularly where he was being run out all the time, it was like every time he made a challenge, he was sort of like. Oh, God, be careful, be careful, because 10 men, they would have absolutely railed us, wouldn't they, to be honest with you. So, yeah, um, yeah he did well to stay on, to be fair. From that point onwards, he was quite quite good in his sort of tackles, and he he, did, he made sure he tried not to get booked. So I thought he was quite sensible there, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, he, he still got a torrid time afterwards, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was a target throughout the game, and it's clearly one of the things that they'd worked on. And then, yeah, we got better after that, didn't we? We were 1-0 yep. down, and then we started to get our kind of normal groove on. We were passing the ball. Um, and then we had a really nice kind of like build bit of build up play, which Beckles was involved in. And then yes, um, Rodman had that nice shot, which was um, yeah wide, but um, an opportunity. Um, and then we got the penalty. Yeah, I think in in the build up to that that getting the penalty, it was, and, and obviously talking about who scored it in a minute, is Nolan started to get in the game a lot more, didn't he? He started to get on the ball. We were finding him more, and he was really found his range of passing, and he was sort of ghosting past players like he can do as well. And that that was that little impetus that, that got us going forward. I don't think we really got into the game using our wingers as much as we have done in other games it was really a central midfield issue where Godfrey really stepped it up and, and Agogo was, was good as well so it was the midfield three that really clicked into gear that got us playing well and yeah the, the penalty was was well deserved for a good sort of three or four minutes of getting back into the game but I would have been raging if it had been given against us. I mean, it's 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 less dubious than their penalty later on, which we'll come to talk about. But Morris has, has taken a touch, hasn't he? And it's gone beyond the keeper. And essentially, I don't think Morris could have probably got another touch on that without it going out of play. Um, and then he has been taken out by the goalkeeper, which is which is fair enough. He has been fouled, but you know, he was it wasn't a goal scoring chance. It wasn't you know. It's hard, isn't it? Real hard one. I don't think it was a penalty looking at it. I, th- I think we've seen ones given like that against us, and I've said on this podcast, I don't think they were a penalty, so I can't really turn around and say that one was. Yeah, I've, in real a time behind, being behind the goal, um, and obviously there was quite a few players, and it was obviously quite far away. Yes. It looked like a pen in the sense that the keeper came flying out, um, yep. and then Martin Morris went over the top. But yeah, when you watch the highlights back, <laughs> the keeper came flying out, and by the t- Morris was quite smart. He saw the goalkeeper come in, he touched it, and then the keeper took him out. But by the time he kind of touched him, you know, the ball had kind of gone out of play. So, mm. I don't know, I'm I'm not a referee. You know, maybe still in the rules that that is still a penalty. But um, I think, I would, yeah, we would have felt that was a bit harsh um, if that had happened, um, you know, against, you know, where we sit at the stadium at, the, at home, if that was in front of the way end, and we could see that clearly, you know, mm. the angle that we sit at, I would have been fuming if that had been given against just because you thought. But at the same time, you could still see why it was given. So, yeah, I don't want to be too harsh on the ref there. You can see why the Bradford, after Beckles not getting his red card and um, and, and that penalty, you can see why the Blackburn fans were, yeah. were raging in between that goal and half time. They really were cheat, chanting at the referee, you know, that he's a and all that sort of thing and I can kind of understand where that came from but I thought across the piece during that first half outside of a sort of those couple of big decisions it wasn't he wasn't really that bad of a referee for them, I didn't think. He gave them quite a lot of soft free kicks as well. So Yeah, he did. He, there was that one soldier barge um, which um, he gave a free kick against, against us, which yeah. as far as I'm aware, that's still in the rules. Um, so yeah, he was a bit soft, but he was. I felt that he was being um, influenced um, by the, um, the ref. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah, we'll come on to that a bit later in the second half. Um, but the penalty was good. Yeah, there was no, no Wally to be no, seen, thank God. No. <laughs> And yeah, very confident penalty. And I hope he stays on penalties. It was a, it was a very well sort of give the keeper the eyes sort of one, wasn't it? And um, yeah, great penalty. And that was it. It gave us a real impetus, didn't it? it? Got us back in the game, one-one. 
And um, you know, I thought that was our, probably our best period, wasn't it? After our goal um, through to their second goal, I thought we got we were on, in charge that whole rest of that, that period. Really, they had a, they had a chance, didn't they? They had a penalty claim. That, what did you reckon of that one? You went down a bit. It was a bit bit um, clumsy, let's say, um, but it was it was um, not a penalty. Um, no. And yeah, Dak went down very, very easily there. He was very much in the game. He was involved in everything, um, good and bad, in some good, ways yeah. for Blackburn. He's he a good was player. Good. And then there was also that chance where um, Bolton got absolutely just like completely lost, very schoolboy out of position, um, and then um, Graham headed wide, and and that kind of um, yeah prompted um, Sadler to. Um, go absolutely apoplectic at um, a <laughs> turn Bolton, which is um, yeah I didn't notice at the time, but seen on the highlights, yeah he was not impressed and quite rightly so. Yeah, I mean Sadler, Sadler had a good game I thought in yeah, you know, overall, and he, he really tried to lead that defence. And I know we let three goals in, but you've still got to consider that despite everything, we only conceded one goal from open play during this game, and and still shows a good defensive performance. Me that, but um, yeah, he, he missed it, didn't he? And he got a load of grief yeah. off the Shrewsbury Town fans, which I'm sure he delighted in uh, giving it back to us later on when he scored. But um, yeah, there we go. It was a took us through to half time wasn't it and we we had a lot more of the ball and we, we actually started playing well and I think we had you know a couple of half chances didn't we I think there was one sort of long drive straight at the keeper but none of the real clearer cut chances that we had in the second half really so yeah I won one at half time I was I was pretty content to be honest with you yeah no that was good and yeah was, I was pleased you know I was very nervous as we took the penalty I had my scarf in my hands over my face kind of thing as we were taking the pen hope just yeah. praying and yeah, we were going to score. But yeah, I was pleased at half time. Um, and yeah, kind of went into the second half. I kind of expected a draw. Um, and yeah, I was really hoping we were going to get that point because that mm. had been for me a, a great result. And yeah, we just, it started well, didn't it? We had that chance um, where um, Morris just kind of like dummied the um, the fullback, um, who I thought actually Blackburn's fullbacks were very good, weren't they? They were very good defensively and pushing forward as well. Um, but he did them on a dummy. Um, and then he passed into the box. So Nolan had that chance um, where he kind of kind of controlled it and then kind of like had a shot and then it just kind of trickled wide which was a bit of a shame yeah it was. It, I think he wanted it earlier. You know, Morris yeah. had it a, a couple of seconds before he had a chance to play him in, and I think that's what Nolan was setting himself up for. And by the time it came, his body shape wasn't just wasn't quite right, and he, and he put it wide. And and just after that, again, I think it was Nolan that ran in and sort of did the the fullback, and he had a chance to play it to the back post to to Rodman, who was completely unmarked, and all it needed was the pass, and and he just couldn't quite find the pass, mm-hmm. could he? And it sort of went bypassed everyone. So I think that was the game for us, really. That that sort of ten minute period after halftime where we had. That those two big chances and a lot more of the play and a lot of half chances. Well, a couple of yeah, half chances. Yeah, the Wally run, Wally chance. Yep. after that. Yeah, after that big run um, in the middle of the park, where by Wally, which was a bit of a yeah opportunity again. And that was the game. That was the game for us. If we could yeah. have scored, then I had the feeling the Blackburn fans might have turned, and I think we would have shown our usual resilience, and I, I could have seen a scene out a two-one or a, or a two-two. I think that that was where it was for us. But unfortunately, you know, in this game, when you're playing teams like Blackburn, who are one of the better teams in the division, you know, all that pedigree, all that expensive talent they've got you know if you don't take chances as a team like us in that game you're probably going to get punished and unfortunately past that point really that was what happened wasn't it yeah it was um a complete against the run and play as well um so they yes. had the offside yeah. goal didn't they in the middle of our um kind of dominance they had a bit of a counter-attack and had a goal that was ruled offside which was quite yeah, funny fairly, fairly yeah fairly offside i think and then yeah and then yeah do you want to run us through um through their goal well <laughs> It wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, essentially the ball was sort of pin pinballing around our defence, wasn't it? And eventually, I think Toto had made a sort of mistake with a clearance. It ran to Ben Godfrey, who um, then went to make his own clearance, and he smacked it into one of our players. Yeah, and then the ball fell. I think for... it was Beckles he hit. Yeah, hit Beckles on the bum, didn't it? And um, it fell for one of their players, who actually turned and, and took a nice half volley with his back back to goal. Really, sort of swivelled and, and hit it, and it looked like it was going wide when he first did it, and he, he just got enough swerve on it that it sort of curved onto the post. And and luckily for town, it, it fell just to um, Danny Graham, who showed a bit more of his probably his, his more experience than our our two defenders, and reacted quickest to it. And um, yeah, popped it home, and that was two one then, wasn't it? And and from that point onwards, we we really were second best for the last half an hour. Yeah, we kind of uh, I wouldn't say our heads dropped, but um, no, we, no, we brought we, we brought on the shop, then we and Payne, um, sorry, Payne came on as well for excellent Morris, um, and we tried to, but we couldn't, and then. And then, yeah, to kind of rub salt in the wounds, um, they gave the referee gave a, an awful penalty. Uh, Terrible. Absolutely nowhere penalty at all. Yeah, Henderson comes out and jumps, um, but all that happens is the player hits Henderson with his arm. Yeah. And, yeah, then and the dives. ball was like out of play as yeah. well, pretty much so, like Morris. So not only did he not touch him, their player hit, it, hit Dino, um, and then, um, yeah, then it was a penalty. Um, 
And what I didn't like was the way that it, the referee didn't give it straight. No, he didn't. You know, he looked, and then and then Danny Graham went up to him and did like the sort of prayer sign in front of him, and then he then he said, "Oh, penalty." That's and, what it and, then, like and did you see his celebration? It was weird. Yeah, he put his both and um, the, the the Blackburn player put both of his. I can't remember if it was Dak or Graham because they look very similar with their haircuts. Um, both and then they whoever whoever influenced the referee put both of his arms up as in like, "Yes, I have just converted the ref, made the referee <laughs> change his mind." Now I'm sure that that's going to go down against the um, the referee quite strongly yeah, when that comes down to his view because yeah you shouldn't be being influenced one it wasn't a penalty and you shouldn't be being influenced by um, by a, a player like that and that's mm-hmm. very very poor and yeah the the referee uh, yeah that's to say he he annoys do, me at this point you know do you think there's that 5 second gap where in in his head it's you know you can't help but do this as a referee to think well you know the one in the first half you know, the Blackburn manager probably had a bit of a rant at him at half time and he's just thought, well, I can even it up. You know, I, I don't like to think that our managers, but uh, of referees, but it, it must go just as a natural thing. It must just go through referees' minds, mustn't it? Not, not a deliberate thing, just a, well, I gave that one in the first half. I probably could give this one. It, I don't know. It, it, you can never tell what the decision making is, but you know, maybe Darren Ferguson's got it right, Ollie. Maybe we should just shoot them all. <laughs> level, of, level of refereeing in this, yeah, in this league they're is not unfit, good enough. Aren't they? Yeah, I thought the ref wasn't unfit. He, to be fair, ours was keeping up the yeah. play, but who knows what went on at Peterborough this week. Um, oh, not Peterborough, sorry, Doncaster. Um, so, yeah, that was it. I mean, one of the things I wanted to say was, you know, they, they obviously got the penalty and then scored it. Um, Dino didn't get anywhere near it, did he? And um, and that was it. It was 3-1, really. And we, we, we really struggled to get back in the game. Didn't we? we didn't really create any good chances between then and the end of the game. And it, it sort of, last 10 minutes, it really petered out, didn't it? They they played it very very well and it was quiet. But, you know, you've got to remember, we were, we were ailing a little bit. You had both your centre-backs with huge headbands on from, obviously... Sadler's got his cut from the West Ham game in the week. Toto got a, a really bad Polax just in the end of the first half, didn't he, where he clashed with the keeper, so he had a headband on. Ben Godfrey went down in the first half and, and apparently popped his shoulder out, which was Skitty put back on but, in the pitch. But, yeah, I just don't that's a good point. I forgot about that. Because he mm. went down like as yeah, he did his shoulder, then he popped back in place. And can he play on? <laughs> Dis- I assume so. Semi-dislocated shoulder. It was a bit odd. Know. A bit odd, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll have we'll have to find out. I say it was. I'm not sure. I've seen it confirmed as dislocated, but it looked for all the world like that's what happened. So you know, we we have take we took a few knocks in that game, to be honest with you. And I thought that considering everything, we we didn't stop trying to get back in the game, and we really tried to work hard and do the usual things. But Blackburn were just very experienced and very good at keeping us out and and seeing a, seeing a three one game out. And there wasn't yeah. there just wasn't much we could do about it. I mean, the shop didn't really help. He didn't do too much when he came on. We obviously moved a few other bits and pieces around. I thought Mac. Mac Low came on, didn't he, for for Beckles? Yeah. And I thought he did pretty well, to be honest with you. It wasn't really really anything he could point out, but no. he was so far away from us at that point. He was obviously down the other end of the pitch lane, playing left back, and it couldn't. He didn't really get forward once he came on, did we? To be honest with you, so it's a bit hard to judge how good he was. But um, yeah, I look forward to seeing a bit more of him, and and, and that was it. Really, it was. It was disappointing, but they they got a huge clap off, didn't they? I mean, most town fans stayed and, and applauded them off, and the players came over, and I thought there was a a good sense of let's not let this get us down. This isn't a panic stations, and I was quite encouraged by that. Um. So um. Yeah. So one thing I want to kind of discuss um was Wally's free kicks, um, <laughs> and I give those who weren't there an example. So um. Yeah. So I don't know how to how to describe this, but yeah, you kind of like. They know. were rubbish. There yeah, they were rubbish. I'm just trying to give that one example was a perfect example. So imagine the football pitch, I don't know, you've got to cut the whole football pitch into like swimming lanes. Like he was in like lane number two, um, in our own half, quite a, kind of near our own halfway line. Mm. He takes a quick free kick and it goes out for a, a goal kick and it doesn't even go into the goal and penalty area. Yeah, that is one of the worst free kicks I've ever seen. It was horrendous, um, and his free kick. I think now he needs to come off. And the, my mate Ollie, who came to the game, um, obviously never hadn't seen shoes. We played this season, and the last time he went to games actually was the Charlton away game where we got spanked um, mm. at the Valley. Um, and he said, "Why is Nolan not taking them?" I think that's a very, very good question. It's it is strange, isn't it? Because Nolan doesn't really score very many, and so therefore, why have him up, you know, on the edge of the box looking to get those knockdowns? You'd think he's, it's a better place for Wally to be. You know, he is a good finisher in some respects, yeah. and and if Nolan's got the craft to put a ball in there, and 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 Wally's the one looking for those knockdowns and second balls for a first instant shot, I think in some respects you could argue that that might be better for us. Obviously, Paul Hurst's got different ideas, and and Wally has got a lot of assists and 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 you know stuff this season from a couple of free kicks and a, and a couple of corners I can remember. So, you know, maybe there is that to it, but. You know, on the evidence of the Blackburn game, it was well, they recent very weeks. It's just been really poor. Like you know, we have scored goals and set pieces. I can think of um, the Junior Brown one, uh, yes. Bristol Rovers, um, and there were other chances. But at the moment, you just you know him him and Rodman are out of form at the moment, aren't they? So 
not not good. That was my overall point from the game. To just to sum it up, really, was that for for me, one of the major problems in the game was, and it might be tactical or it might be the way the players played. I, I'm still not convinced myself which way I fall on it. But I thought in general, you know, Beckles and and Bolton and Rodman and uh, Wally were probably the four that were our biggest weakness. I think the two centre backs, Henderson. The midfield three and Carlton Morris, you couldn't really say any of them had terrible games. I think, no. you know, between all of those lads, they were our best players in the game. But Would you want to do your width, top three? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll come to that in a minute. But that, that width in the, on the sides from both, from both the defensive and attacking situation was the problem. And, and I think when you go back to saying when we had Riley and Bolton playing um, at, the, at the full-backs, they, they, Riley, for me, still gave us more going forward than Bolton does. And obviously, Beckles doesn't go forward at all in, in any kind of respect compared to um, Junior Brown. So... The wingers have lost that support, and therefore their their game has come down a little bit because they're trying to do a little bit more. And it just, you know, every time Rodman and Wally picked the ball up in this game, they were very very deep, weren't they? Whereas previously when we were playing at our best, Wally and Rodman, when they were picking the ball up, they were getting off, you know, the two fullbacks halfway into the opposition half, and they hadn't got quite as far to go, and obviously get the get the defenders on the back foot. So to me, I think. If I was to sum the whole game up, I think that was where our weakness lied in this game. And and maybe it was tactical, maybe it was those four not having a good game. I'm not too sure, but certainly it stood out for me, Ollie. I don't know about you. I think they're off their form at the moment. Yeah, quite poorly. you do, don't you? Yeah. yeah. It's, um, we, they've played a lot of games. You know, No disrespect to them, they've had a fantastic season. They've contributed a lot. But yes. yeah, Rodman and Wally are just kind of out of form now. Um, and I think actually, I, um, actually, I'll let you do your top three and then I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah, question go on. one of those choices. Yeah, I mean, for, for, oh, well, for me, I, th- I thought, and I saw the few people saying this, but I thought Nolan was man of the match. I thought all our best play, when we, when we had that good period, he was really at his best. And yeah, you could say, where was he for the rest of the game? But I don't think he stopped working and, and he really tried hard. And um, Really? For me, I thought, yeah, I, I think he did. I thought he was poor. Like, when was the last, I think his assists have dried up. He scored the pen, but I think his assists are dried up. And I'm just not thinking he's... I don't think he's dictating games like he was earlier in the season. So I think, yeah, I'm very surprised you've got him even in your top three. Um, I thought he was... I just don't think he's just... Yeah, I just think he's not at the same form level he is. Um, I, I guess you could say the same... Because obviously we'll get to your top three. I, I think I could say the same thing about your, your yours as well. I think that when I said all the, the midfield three played well, I don't think any of them stood out above the other one, to be perfectly honest with you. But, you know, it, it's each to your own, isn't it? You, you know, if you like a particular way a pair player plays then you, you kind of are attracted to that. And I, I thought that when we were at our best, he, that was when he was playing well. He, he dictated the, he the did, game yeah. in the middle. But... I would say, yeah, when we were on top, he, there was a few times where he linked up play quite nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But versus his high standard, if we're doing that to Rodman and Worley, uh, well, yeah. you do the same for um, for Nolan. I don't think he's, he's quite up there. Um, and, and yeah, just while we're on midfielders, because we'll move past midfielders now, I put Godfrey as my, my kind of number yeah. one, just because of his defensive work rather than his offensive work. So I think defensively, I thought he did a good job and um, yeah, did quite a lot of tracking. So that's why he ended up in there for me. But fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So oh, yeah, then no, number enough. two, you had I had Henderson. I mean, we talked about his one world class. It was, and I think that first half save was, you know, virgin on world class. It was unbelievable how quick the reflexes were to make that save from um, from Drac, wasn't it? But did you see on the highlights the one in the second half where someone had a shot and it literally sort of bounced right in front of him? He was he was diving and he just put his hand up, took all the pace off it, and it just dropped down and he snaffled it up. I don't know if you've seen that on the highlights, but that's also an unbelievable save. And in general, you know, considering we were under the cosh a lot, he did everything he needed to do and. and and those two saves were worth, you know, keeping us in the game at that point in time. If we'd have gone behind either of those chances, and, and there were other saves he made where he had at least three or four straight at him. So, yeah, for me, I thought I thought Henderson had a good game, and I've gone for Sadler for three. I thought of all the defenders, he was the solidest. Um, I think you could say Beckles total, and, and, and also um, Bolton made various mistakes during the game, but I don't remember Sadler making any no. any serious mistakes. So, yeah, Henderson and Sadler pretty close in two and three for me. Yep, I went for um, for Godfrey number one, Sadler number two, just solid as you already said, and his leadership as well. And then I went for Morris number three. I thought he worked really That's hard fair. in his yep. link up play, and some of his hold holding was really good. Um, Henderson had a good game, had some really um, good um, saves, and his distribution was really good again. I think mm. his um, let's call it antics with the opposition fans. And for me, it was a bit of a negative point. Um, so I just did the football manager stats today, and I took his uh, sportsmanship down a couple of notches, <laughs> <laughs> and also his temperament. Yeah, <laughs> his of temperament what and that. And he's only a young kid, so I don't want to criticise. You know, we all love Dean Henderson, but um, yeah, throwing balls. And there was um, there's I saw on um, Twitter um, some Blackburn fan um, tweeted um, Lewis Cox and said that um, he threw a full bottle of coke back and it landed near his kid's feet. So. 
obviously didn't hit anyone. Yeah, um, you but, can't do that, can you? Even no. if you've been thrown in, even if that bottle had hit you, you still, as a footballer, a professional, you no. can't turn around. No, I can see why back, he's so. annoyed. I can see why he might throw it away, but he'll learn from that. So let's not. I'm not going to yes. criticise him. He's only a, a young lad, and he's he's he's, a, he's been fantastic for us this season. So, well, yeah, as I say, I, I gave him second. I thought his performance yeah. was was outstanding again. So, um, yeah, yeah. I th- but on Carl Morris, there's one thing Carl Morris never does in a game: is shoot. <laughs> well, did he have? He had. He had one chance, didn't he? Yeah, well, Ogo got a chance, and he had a, but you don't think he was given many chances. He did, certainly didn't have any headers at goal, and I don't nope. think he was really played in to have a shot at goal. He didn't have any one to ones with the goalkeeper. Um, so yeah, his, I, his goal his goal drought is worrying, Ollie. I think I think honesty. our goal drought is worrying, let yes. alone his goal drought. Um, so that's something maybe we'll come on to in the Salad News because we've got a question from a, a listener. Oh, okay, okay, fine. I've not pre-read those, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's let's close this game down. So. Um, Hearst's comments, he said that we didn't play well enough for long enough, which obviously that concurs with what we said. Um, We contributed to giving them a second goal. We were a better side until it went 2-1. Then it ended. We ended the first half well and started the second well. The pen, it didn't look like a pen to him and also didn't look a free kick for their first goal, but maybe that was just his angle. Um, He didn't see... He don't think he'd actually have seen um, Beckel's arm because it was his left arm that pulled him, so I don't think he'd actually have seen that. Um, He said they did a lot of their basics right and they competed... Um, and then he said also, you know, there's never a penalty. He said they kicked the ball out of play and ran into Dean. So he was agreed with us on there as well. He said there was a lot of falling to the floor from them. Um, but he says we wouldn't have too many complaints. He said also he wouldn't blame the referee for us losing. Um, and he actually um, criticised um, Bolton, actually, in the interview. Yeah, he was I out of position quite good, a few yeah. times. Um, and then, yeah, Sadler was interviewed as well. So let's just quickly cover off. So he had made a few interesting points. He said, obviously, we're disappointed in that game. We wanted to do well. There was a good following a little bit on the game with respect to second versus third. Um, and he said, yeah, without a shadow of doubt, there's a lot to learn from that game. Um, he said, at the time, of our own downfall. Um, playing in areas we shouldn't be playing in. There's a few times, wasn't there, where like Totes gave the ball away directly to um, to them, yep. put us under pressure, um, which was a bit frustrating. I listened to the interviews on the way home, actually, and I thought actually Sadler's interview was, was quite... Um comforting for a town fan listening to it on the way home he was really reasoned about what he said but also he spoke like you know the captain that he has been at times and and was very calm and you know reassuring that this isn't anything to worry about you know let's not panic we're still second they've got all a lot more of the stuff he said in that interview was was actually a really good listen to me and i think that if anyone's still feeling a little bit downhearted tonight (laughs) get um get sadler's interview because it was was really good to be fair um yeah, the only the only bad thing about Sadler's interview was Lewis Cox's phone went off during it, and he got I think he got told off. So <laughs> that was quite funny. But yeah, I think they were both fair enough, both those interviews, and, and Paul Hurst um, was good. The only problem with Radio Shops was we had to listen to the stupid telephone manager talk for seven and a half minutes before we even got round to anything to do with Shrewsbury Town. I just oh, I cannot stand it. But there we go. That's because I'm not a telephone fan. But yeah, there we go. So we lost, and and but you know, just I suppose we're going to do round the grounds. A is bit, that but... the first time we've lost by two goals? Conceded two by more than two goals. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And um, yeah, and as I say, we only conceded one from open play still, if you want to look at some positives. And, and you know, we, we gave him a bit of a go. One from time, open so. play at home, wasn't it? It was one. We'd only conceded one goal from open play at home all season, was it? Yeah, which was Bradley Dan yeah. in the Blackburn game. And we also conceded against um, Bradford, which yeah. was the second one from open play. But technically, it wasn't an opposition player because it was an OG, wasn't yeah. it? So, uh, yeah, interesting. But... Yeah, it's it's three goals the first time it's happened, so it's something to something to get used to. Yeah, but, um, and even and take into context of today, you know, Liverpool beat Man City. Even you know, teams, um, you know, un- unbelievable yeah. teams do lose games. Um, and the test is not how we come back against West Ham, which I think is actually we'll come on to that. But it's bad timing, I think, um, for us. I'd much rather just be going straight into Doncaster game. Um, but yeah, I think probably worth. Cracking onto a bit of salad news. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, in terms of the overall situation, obviously Blackburn caught us up, didn't they? Yep. But Wigan didn't win. They drew with Peterborough, which was a result that kind of helps us in the long run because Peterborough didn't get three points. But out of the top um, eight at the start of the day, there was only Blackburn who beat us and Charlton who won one nil somewhere that won. Everybody else either lost or drew. Yep. So you know, you got to got to look at the positives that you know we've got. A, I think it's still twelve points at the edge of the playoffs. Yeah, it has you know, closed up. So I think at the top worth to soon. Yeah, Wigan got fifty-seven, Shrewsbury fifty-four, Blackburn fifty-two. Then Scunthorpe have caught us up a bit. They got 50, then Bradford 48, and then there's a gap. Charlton 43, and um, yeah, um, Charlton's funny because Charlton were on a bad run, but they're still in the playoffs. And then yeah. Portsmouth 42, so yeah, we're, and then Rotherham 41, Peterborough 40. So yeah, they were right. So to, down to yeah. ninth, we've got a 14-point gap. 
Um, yeah. but... And Bradford, Bradford were on a terrible run as well. They lost again yesterday, and um, you know they're having all sorts of problems. So they they could drift. You know, if, the, if you you know a few months ago people were saying, oh, there's always one team at the top that drifts down and down and down. And actually, it wasn't us. It was Bradford. We, we've taken way more points over the last ten games than Bradford have. And even over the last six games, with everything that's gone on, we've taken the same amount of points as Wigan, and we've taken um, one more point than Black- yeah. Blackburn still. So you know, let's not worry. Too it's much a funny old, funny old game because yeah, looking at the bottom of the table as well. So Wimbledon is still down there. Northampton. And down there, Berry. I've got seventeen points. Lost again, draft. Yeah, but Rochdale, who we who are obviously uh, you know we're a really good team in the last few years, are really struggling. So, yes, um, yeah, we're we're doing mm. well, and it's a good season so far. That's what I'm saying. Yes, let's leave it at that. Look at the positives, and uh, yeah, I think you're right. We'll move on to Salop news. That's a loose header. Falls to Hibbert. Hibbert shoots on the volley. What a goal from David Hibbert! Almost knocked away from Hibbert. So, um, salad news. Um, so we put a question out, um, so like we sometimes do on a Sunday afternoon on Twitter, which then is, is replicated on Facebook if you follow Saladcast on Facebook. Um, we had a few questions, some good questions, Glenn, which I thought was worth sharing yeah. And, yeah. and going through. So, yeah, so Ryan Humphreys asked, um, where are the goals going to come from? <laughs> well, it's a very obvious question, isn't it? Where, where are the goals going to come from? Our players. Um, no, I don't know. It's, it's tricky at the moment, isn't it, with this little run of, of, of the lack of goals that we've had. And you'd like to think the, the good answer to that is going to be, you know, Payne or Morris. One of them's going to start to get in a run of goals, and suddenly they're going to find their shooting boots, and you know, it's all going to click together, and it's going to be fine. But I think, as we've talked about previously, that's only going to happen if if we get our wingers back in these games a bit more effectively. And whether that's Rodman or or Wally, or whether it's some new recruits over the next few weeks, um, I don't know. So I think that the goals are obviously going to have to come from our, our front players. I don't think it's, you're going to see many goals from Godfrey. Um, Nolan and Agogo they're not going to be the goals that win us the league are they no. we're going to have to get more goals from the from the front striker from the detective playing and the wingers yeah, yeah the so, wingers need to powerful in but yeah it, is, it has been disappointing because yeah Morris and Payne start the season quite well um, yeah Morris is picking him up and obviously Payne had his kind of yeah storming run didn't he so yeah, yeah hopefully we can see the striker score again soon And I think so I mean it's interesting we had this question from Ryan Humphrey because I don't know if you know what happened there were some kids playing football outside <laughs> Heard the about fan this. zone and apparently Ryan Humphreys is a huge fan. He went to go and get the ball off them or was sort of playing with them, I don't know. And apparently one of the Blackburn young lads elbowed him and knocked him on the floor. So he, he's had a good mocking off his fans. So I thought it was worth mentioning on the podcast. Yeah. I'm sure you really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, that's quite <laughs> funny. So the next question was from, from the D3D4 podcast, which is a podcast okay. that covers League One and Two. If anyone wants to kind of get a general coverage, they're a good, good pod to listen mm. to. Yeah, it's decent. Um, he, they, he asked, Jay and James asked, um, has the success of the sixth season raised fan expectations? to where now um, would would you consider not making the playoff a poor campaign so what do you think that's a good question it's funny enough we were talking about this on the way home in the car last night and um, I think obviously most town fans are going to have different different views on this I, I can only give my personal view I think if we end up in the in the playoffs it's been an unbelievable season still you know I know the situation we're in now and the situation we have been in yeah. you know leading this league but oh my god you know honestly if we end up with whatever, 85-odd points and we're, we're third or fourth. Sorry, that's not a Portland season for me. That is a, a great season. And if it goes wrong in the playoffs, it goes wrong in the playoffs. That's what happens in football. But, you you know, you can't say this season's going to be anything but amazing, really, yeah. even now. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree. I would. I answered it, yeah, similar to what it said. So I answered on Twitter and I said, poor campaign, no. Poor end of the season after being first or second for so long. Yes, it would. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think there are fans, and I do know some people who've said, "Oh, if we don't go up now after this run we've had, it'll be in a you know a disaster." It's not a disaster, but yo, know, we nearly got relegated last season. Um, we yeah. were every every single town fan um, on on Facebook and Blue and Amber, and everyone was going, "You know, mid table will be a nice season." So, I yes. think we're just loving it, and I think yeah, it's been. Yeah. A bit gutting. We're obviously in a bit bit gutted at the moment because we lost to Blackburn and there was a lot of yeah Blackburn fans gloating and all that kind of stuff. And it's a bit a bit taken taking a bit of a shine off what has been an amazing season. But mm. it's one game. Let's move on. Um, but yeah, yeah, good question. So, but no, I think playoffs would be good. Yep. Um, another question was from Martin Wall, which we've kind of covered a bit um, um, already. As a baby, yeah. if Lowe was play at left back and Beckles, basically, basically he's asking, would you play three at the black to accommodate Beckles, Sadler, and Toto? No. No. The tactic that has worked all season for us yeah. is is one of the reasons why we're doing so well. Um, yeah, there, there is an argument that we don't have a plan B. Um, you know, for some well, of the games we do have we a play, plan B, it's... don't we? Because we play two up front, often being the shot yeah, on. But it's but, but it's not. But there's a... been games where we've done that and we've not been great. To be perfectly no. honest with you, so. Um, 
I would, you know, I think it's it's quite obvious that it'll be backwards for low, and we'll stick with what what's done as well. And um, yeah, that, I think that's quite a, quite an obvious answer. I think. Yep. But Yeah. There you go. Good question, and the final question from Michael James Greg, which was: Will playing regularly on Tuesday night and with a relatively small squad affect our promotion push? Mm, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You know. <laughs> I think I said after the last home game, I think it was the not the West Ham game, but the last home league game, and also again at the Blackburn game, I noticed for the first time for this season that Abu Agogo was looking leggy towards the end of games. And yep. when when he's looking leggy towards the end of games, you can only imagine how the rest of them lads are feeling. So, yeah, does it does it cause us a problem potentially? Do we have a squad? Yeah, and and we should really be trying to rotate it a bit more. But it's very difficult for us to rotate players when you when we've been doing so well. Yeah. Now now it, you know we've gone through a bit of a sticky patch and we just lost to Bradford. It, there's an argument to say that in reality, should we be playing our most? You know, should we be playing our best team when we go to West Ham away? You want us to, but does that help or hinder us on Tuesday? I I don't know to be honest with you because yeah. we need to win. We need to get back onto winning ways against against Doncaster at home. Um, that's the number one thing this season. You know, it's it's a very tricky one, isn't it? But it's certainly, I certainly feel like this this Christmas period is just starting to jade us a little bit. But we have got the chance to buy some players in the next few days, so yeah. that's where we've got to look in it. So we've had um, we've had we've had eight games in the last four weeks. So we've been consistently playing yeah, two games a week. I think it is starting to tell mm. a little bit, um, and yep. I think the thing that is th- we're we're not a thin squad in defence. So I'd say goalkeeper were very well covered. Defence were very well covered now. Um, Central midfield is a bit light. Um, we've only really Bryn Morris being a sub um, when we play the three with Adams gone yeah. back. So I think yeah. midfield for me is the biggest area for concern because you've got, I think we've got two strikers for one position uh, and we, we're a bit coming with a bit of a broken record now. But yeah, the wingers yeah. need some yeah. support. Yep, I'm sure it'll happen. Yep. I'm sure it'll happen. And, and talking to buying new players, we'll move away from the questions. Obviously, we had this new signing, Luke Henry, yep. um, which is an interesting one because he's a right back, Ollie. It is a bit. He's a right back, left back, and defence midfield. Um, but pre- <laughs> predominantly, yeah, he is a. He's predominantly a. Um, I've made up a new word. Then he's um, yeah, mainly a, a right back, isn't he? And that's where he, he was playing right back and left back for Bradford City. Um, and it was a bit of a coup because they wanted to keep him, but he signed for yep. us. So that says yeah. a lot. Well, maybe he's seen the writing on the wall at Bradford, the way they're going, and, and wants to come to a club. Well, Maybe he doesn't like Stuart McCall. Well, there's that. There's probably a lot of people that could say that. But yeah, I do think in terms of the overall sorts of players we're looking at, you look at the the low signing, a a well-respected young lad that's done well in you know youth internationals and someone that's been looked at by other clubs. And this Luke Hendry lad seems to fit the mould of the sort of um, lad that we're coming in. And and we've signed him, haven't we? We paid money to buy him, you know. And and this is not just good for now. It's it's looking at next season as well, isn't it? You know, this is potentially if Riley moves on at the end of the season, which could happen, I suppose, and he becomes first choice right back in competition with. With Bolton, it's it's about sort of bolstering us for next season. So I think, yeah, shrewd, shrewd from Hurst on that one. Yeah, he comes from a, a, a family of footballers as well. Yeah, he does. Um, so yeah. yeah, so his dad, John um, um, John Hendry, played for Middlesbrough and Leeds. His great uncle um, was as a player and a manager, um, and then his his fathers and cousins are uh, former England international Lee Hendry, um, yeah. and then a former yeah. Morecambe striker Stuart Hendry. So yeah, a lot of lot of um, yeah family connections there for him. Um, he started to create Man United. They went to Derby, then it's been at Burnley, been on loan a bit. Um, played yep. 32 games last year for Kilmarnock and played eight and um, 13 games for Bradford, which is not too bad yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this good. season. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Puts a bit of pressure and yeah, we've got three right backs now. Mm. Yeah, I'd say it's interesting to see where he fits in going forward. But he's going to be here next season, so. There's that like, to look look forward to as well, isn't there? But um, yeah, there we go. And I suppose the last thing to quickly talk about, Ollie, is West Ham. Yep. And and starting off with the the most mental thing, as far as I'm concerned, which is we sold all 3,000 tickets to West Ham now. And um, we couldn't get any more because the way their, 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 their stadium set up and, the way and, and they already sold tapes for the other end. So yeah, they shot mm. themselves in the foot there. We reckon we just sold over over 3,000 yeah, so I've got friends of mine who are having to buy tickets in the in the home end now, which is not Quite ideal, it. you know. And, and there's been ongoing issues with trouble at West Ham Stadium, isn't there? And you hope nothing else untoward goes on when we get there. I doubt it will. But um, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic occasion. You know, result, regardless of the result, three thousand away fans of a big stadium like that, and it's not an easy place to go. I think I think that's an absolutely amazing effort, and I think it's all the more amazing, Ollie, considering that our ticket system once again just crapped itself several times during this uh, process, where people couldn't buy tickets and and the fan and the points. Yeah. And, oh God. All the problems, and, and I think the sooner we get rid of Ticketmaster, well, the better. Well, it's going to be a while, a, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're on a five-year deal, aren't they? So, yeah, we're going to have to deal with them for a while. But um, yes, I, I, sh- I think we're, we're not going to predict this game. We're going to look at the league game next week, aren't we? In a minute, but um, I'd be nice. I am going down. Yeah, I'm going. I'll be in. I've, I've, I've engineered it, so I'll be in London. 
and free hotel, um, and I get the tube across um, over. So that so yeah, it still takes me an hour and a half on the tube. Um, well, I've I've booked this, I booked me and my dad into a travel lodge right next to the stadium. So. Okay, apparently there's a pub to recommend. Um, a friend of mine, that that Charlton guy, I always ended up from going about. He sent me a link to a pub, um, which is really good in okay. the kind of the shopping centre thing. It's called Tap East. So if you want to go, oh, okay. if you're into your beers, my mate is massive into his beers he's like yeah he's a obsessed with real ales so yeah it's a, a brewery and bar in the westfield called tap east so that's the salad cast recommendation okay. for there we go that, that, I, I shall see you there ollie my dad likes a real ale so he'll be, he'll be bang up for yep, that so. so i'll post that out so yeah so should we just finish we do the predictions while we're in here why not ollie so go, go ahead doncaster it's an interesting game coming up isn't it because um they're unbeaten in six ollie i don't know if you've seen they've won three drawn three so they're one of the informed teams um but I don't know whether Darren Ferguson's going to be <clears throat> in the dugout because I just pretty briefly mentioned it before that he obviously said that he thinks all the referees in our league should be shot. And I don't really think the EFL and the FA look very kindly on that sort nope. of thing. So Arsene Wenger's got touchline bans for worse, uh, for, for less, doesn't he, to be honest with you. So I suspect their manager might not be in the dugout, which might help us, let's be honest. But um, yeah, it's going to be a real tough one. I think with the, with coming off a loss, um, who knows what happens at West Ham, that could dent confidence even more, hopefully not. Um, and with them in a, a good little run, I think it's going to be testing. So... I, as much as I'd like us to win, I'm going to go for one-one. One-one, okay, yeah. okay. So um, I'm going to go for a victory. I'm going to go for one-nil. Um, they have, yeah, they beat, they drew with Plymouth one-all. They lot, they beat Rochdale one-nil. Sorry, lost to Rochdale one-nil in the cup. Drew one-all with um, Peterborough and beat Rochdale two-nil. Um, so yeah, they didn't score many. So yeah, no, do we? No, I'm, <laughs> you never know. We might have signed, you know, the League One Lionel Messi um, on Saturday. So hopefully we'll have a maybe you know, we we'll even have a nice sight and um, exciting signing to talk about on the bench. But yes, yeah. so next week we'll have two games to discuss. Um, I guess just a quick question to you, Glenn. Would you be bothered if we go out the FA Cup, take the money and, and run off? Uh, no, not now, not asked. I think that, that next round really takes the emphasis out of it. There's, no, there's not much money to be made there. There's certainly no TV game to be out. And there's so, no um, excitement for town fans either. No, but, you know, I, I'm not saying I want us to get knocked out. If we go to West Ham and beat them at their patch, it'll be one of the best results in the last 20 years yeah. of the history of the club. So I want us to do that. I'm going there. I want to see us do the best we can and get national coverage. And if we do beat them, I say there's no TV game. There's a chance that if we beat West Ham and, and we end up playing Bournemouth away... There's a, there's an outside chance they'll yeah. think that's another chance for a big upset. So we, you got to hope yeah. that's it. But then the, probably the TV guys, you know. Well, they were stung by our crap our first game. Well, also, yeah, they, so. but I think also <laughs> you know, Bournemouth. You know, it wasn't that long ago. You know, why isn't it, why is it not an attractive game for town fans? Because we've all been there so many times. Um, yes, so they might see yeah. you know Bournemouth, little Bournemouth. They go, ah, no one really wants to see that. Um, Be the return of Mark Pugh. I'm not entirely sure that that really gets the juices boiling no, at the BBC. <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be that exciting. So, yeah. But I think no. I think the funny thing is um, the aftermath of the game. I think if we beat West Ham, we'll all be on high, and then come out and go, "Damn it, we've got to rearrange the Portsmouth game," and that's even more games on a Tuesday. But then if we come mm. out and lose, um, I don't think anyone's going to um, yeah, be too no. disappointed. Nothing to lose on Tuesday. Absolutely nothing to lose, is there? No. Cool. Good stuff. Well, I shall see you and half of Shrewsbury in yeah. London on Tuesday We're not night. We're going to sit where we want, are we? If uh, That's one of the challenges going to be, I guess. We always sit where we want, don't we? So I'm not sure how that's going to work out. No, none of that. There we go. Oh, well, we'll that's, see. That's put a dent in it, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, sure, see you there, Ollie. And um, yes, if everyone comes to that pub you recommended, it should be a good laugh. So yes, cheers for listening and we shall catch you all next week. Cheers, guys. Bye. Oh, my God.